took a nap this afternoon. Oh my, I'm glad. I need to share my nap with you, I think. Yeah, oh okay. gosh, I yawned all the way home. Hello, everybody, way over here on the left side of America, the great, the great of the great continental 48 states here in Costa Mesa, California, south of Disneyland by 20 minutes, uh, three miles from the, uh, from the ocean, and way on the other side of the country, protecting America from all, from all troublemakers on the east coast. Way down there in the great city of Fort Myers, here she is, the beautiful, the talented, the, the smart one, Patricia. And November, Boy, I was going to interrupt that. And here he is, the November that 10th, cool. 2012. Hi. Hi. Some music, and I haven't asked you to do that, so we could do Teddy Thurman we one can, night. We can always do that, whatever we can. I mean, I can have you do, I can have you uh, do uh, do your singing voices, and I can send it to today at the anniversary. And I did find the I did find the original song that's seventy four years ago today, which was what November tenth, nineteen thirty eight. Yeah. When Kate Smith introduced God Bless America. Oh, that's right. We oh, my goodness. We have that recording uh, oh. tonight. Oh, hooray. And the one, it's the one she did before they credit her with introducing it to the gang. Yep. On the 11th, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. The, so we have that. The day before. We, oh, how cool. We have that recording for everybody to enjoy tonight. Oh, plus, Kate Smith is one of my very bestest, favoritest people. And plus, 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 for the family. Patricia Barron Road, so she, we have her stuff from last week. So we have the Phil Harris Our Face show that you picked out. Yeah. The one that, which, one did I, which one did I pick? This is the one from October of 1952. This is one they finally used the first name of Elliot. Oh gosh, yes. Oh, hooray, hooray. So yes, that's ha- it. We have that's that it. queue, and we also have your awful show. Oh, hooray. And we have God Bless America, and we have What's My Line that Bruce picked out. Bruce Forsberg picked out a his favorite What's My Line mystery guest segment. And we have a famous old-time radio song that we're going to play. Can you name this tune in so many notes? <laughs> Oh, this is good. <laughs> Boy, you were a busy little beaver, weren't you? Well, I, get, I took care of that all yesterday, because yesterday, John and Larry and myself and my mom and dad, and we picked up our friend Terry Campbell from Seattle, we went to the Spurback Convention yesterday. Oh, it was, I thought it was today. I, I somehow had that in my head, was, that you were going to be late today. It was yesterday. Good, I take a nap. It was yesterday. <laughs> It was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll see who is. Might be Chuck McCann. He think he's talking about calling us. Hello uh-huh. there. You're on the air. Uh, well, I didn't know Chuck McCann was thinking of calling you up. Yeah, well, you know, no, no. He, is he, it okay he, if he, I call you up? You better, because he's talking, he, he talks, he wants to know how late he can call. And he said, he, three in the morning, fine, you know, so. No guarantee Patricia's going to be up at that time in the morning, but, you know. But. Oh, you know she's a trooper. She'll still hanging there. I know, but, 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 anyway, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck grabbed me at the end of the show, he says, what night should the week you on, and how late can I call? So, who, who knows, if you'll call tonight, or whatever, but, uh. What was the attendance at the Spurback Convention? It is awful, uh, because they've totally misplanned it, and, uh, you know, you know me, I mean, I'm very politically correct, as we all know, but it's, it's, uh, it's not the most perfectly planned convention in the world. Oh, that's too bad. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, that's really sad. It is sad. And it's, 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 I, uh, I, I, I'm, 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 I am, I'm biased, of course. Let me tell you. Yes. 
Birdback was one of the first um, radio, old radio show, I mean, radio convention that started, and Birdback was one of the, one of the first um, tape lending, I guess yep. tape lending library, yep. you call it? Yep. Yeah, one of the first, and they, I guess they started out really good, didn't they? They did, well, been around since 1974. Yeah. They, they have done a lot of great things, they just, um... Unfortunately, they didn't market the thing well, and the attendance shows, and, um, uh, what can I say? And... By the way, Patricia, the link came, and I, uh, and we got it. Say that again? But the, the... Wait a minute, wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. We have to say, this is Ron from Hawaii we're talking to. This is Ron from Hawaii who's confusing me. Would, say that again, please. The Benny Goodman concert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it okay? Got it okay. Good. Is it something that I had already sent you a while back? No. Oh, good. It was fabulous. Do you remember Mario Lanza, Ron? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, very good. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're going to have a guy tomorrow who does a one-man show of, of Mario Lanza. Yeah. So, should that be interesting. interesting yep. because Mario Lanza is no longer around. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he, hasn't, he died very young. Yeah, 38 yeah. years old. I guess he was really overweight. And we have a little bit of that music if we have any any time tonight. So if not, we'll play that tomorrow. So. Okay, wait now. Here's my my music right now. Okay. Yeah, here's Ron oh, and the concert. Oh, yes. Oh, good. Ron, if you a little more practice, I think you can make bit the big time. Ah, <laughs> oh, go to one of those birdback conventions. <laughs> that was great, Ron. N nothing like sticking two songs in the price of one. That's really good. Oh, hey, listen, you guys are, are good people, and you have a good show tonight, I'm sure. And um, uh, I, my daughter, my granddaughter is performing in Nutcracker, and I, I gotta go there in about. Um, an hour, well, less than an hour, 45 minutes from now. But I'll be listening later on and see if Patricia is still awake. I know. Poor uh, thing. She's going to be hanging in there. Is awake? Your, your granddaughter one of the little sugar plums? <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. Da, 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 ba, ba, ba. Yeah, little sugar plum fairy. That's cute. Bye. 
You know what, though? That's not the first time having my you know, my second my second mom, Kitty Callender, the uh, singer. Uh, she never know how old she was. She had to ask her husband who was her age at. Because now, what age am I supposed to be for this interview? You so. know, you just you just brought a, <coughs> brought a lump, and I'm serious in my throat. Kitty yeah. Callender was one of my favorite singers, and she sang songs like. Little things mean a lot. Yep. He sang songs like Chapel in the Moonlight. Yep. And one of my favorite uh, friends, my one of my best friends, she loved when I played Chapel in the Moonlight, and she died at a at a quite young age, and uh, at her funeral, I she had written, I want Ron to play um, Chapel in the Moonlight for me you know, and stuff. And, because we both like Kitty Callen, and she liked the way I interpreted the, the song for her, you know. And So when you mentioned Kitty Callen, it just um, <clears throat> brought back some fond memories of Kitty Callen's music. And one of my best friends who died, who just was, loved Kitty Callen singing. She okay. was good. Yep. She, she was yep. very well, good. Kitty... Is a nicer person than she is a singer. Oh, wow. I wish I could know her. I yeah. wish I knew her. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, uh, should I tell you the story about Chapel in the Moonlight? Go for it. It's going to break your heart. Go ahead, tell me. Kitty, oh, hate, Kitty hated the song. Oh. What happened, she did it as a favor. The song plugger was going to lose his job if, if Kitty didn't record it. And so he did it as a favor to save somebody's job. But you know what? I bet and, and a lot of people are like that. They don't they don't like the song, but it becomes a bigger hit than they ever expected. You know? Yeah, yeah. She was surprised. You know? I really think she might she may have hated the song, which is prob, prob, probably true. Maybe you know. Yeah. But I bet she learned to really realize that hey, it's not a bad song. Hey, it's not a bad song, but uh. But remember who had the bigger hit on that, don't you? No, no. I, was it uh, Rex Allen? No. Oh, who was it? Uh, Dean Martin. Oh, yeah, that's right. D, I, don't D, I, think, I don't care. I think Kitty was number four and Dean was number nine. But uh. I don't care. Dean <laughs> was much nicer than Dean Martin. <laughs> well, it was. I'll it tell really you. Uh, remember in 1963, there was a big song called My Coloring Book. Of course. That was another good song. That was Kitty's song, and here's the inside story for that one. Barbara Streisand had the first record out, and Kitty was scared to do that. And they did a special arrangement for her, and she had to be talked in into the parking lot to do the song. And so once she did it, it went off the charts, but she was scared because she never thought she could outdo Barbara Streisand's version of that song. Kitty Callen did a heck of a good Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it's just interesting, you know, the little stories you find out about, um, about he, stuff. Hey, you know, Perez Prado, the yep. one cherry yep. Yep. Did you know he made a song, he recorded a song called Patricia? I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> My father used to play that for me. Da-da. Yeah. He loved that song. He dragged it out and he'd play it. Okay. He really 
What? You know, there's a theme song called uh, called Patricia that's for old time radio. What 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 show was it for? Uh, a theme song called named Patricia. Uh huh. I'll give a clue. Huh? I'll give you a clue. The show the show lasted one day short of twenty eight years on radio. I'm famous. You are famous. And the name of the song was Patricia. Correct. How about that? The famous radio show. Well, okay, yeah. tell me the show. Uh, it's one man's family. Da, 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 yep. Da, yep. The opening da, theme song. Carlton E. Moore's wife was named Patricia, and so the Paul Carson, the organist, wrote the song and named it after Carlton's wife. It's a fine name, you know. Yeah, it's a great name. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, uh, I gotta yeah. find a fine Patricia. Do you know a fine Patricia? I, I think I heard of a fine Patricia. She lives in Florida, and uh, yeah, I think she fits uh, the the description. Uh huh. That's a nice name. Uh huh. It's a nice name for a nice person. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna sit here and let you two guys talk tonight. This is great. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Maybe Thank your you. head will not fit in the door, but that's okay. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm in the apartment for tonight, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, it'll shrink by tomorrow. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah that's, I didn't realize that. That's a good song. It's a and good then, song. Um, the scene for one man family is so recognizable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very recognizable. Very recognizable. I'm gonna call. Uh, this week, it's hopefully it's not working. Milton Delug. Milton Delug, most people remember him as being the big band leader on The Tonight Show in the 60s for Johnny Carson before Doc Severson, and also then he took over the big, ba- the big band leader for The Gong Show for Chuck Barris for all those years. Gong Show? Yeah. And Milton is still working for all these years. He runs the Thanksgiving Macy Day Parade. And he's only 93. When I grow up, I want to be like these people. And one, here's, but I need to talk to him. He wrote the theme song for a TV show called What's My Line. I wonder how well he did off that for all those years. Hmm. For 20 I'm years. Assuming he held on to the oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, copyright to it. Yeah. He's a uh, smart person. He wouldn't let something no, like that. No, he wouldn't let that go. Uh-huh. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you guys because I know around this time a lot of people want to call, but I I probably hopefully you call us back. Why we'll call you, you back? Please. You gave us a report. Yeah, listen. On the Sugar Plum Fairy, yeah. That Benny Goodman concert is excellent. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't listen Benny to it. So I just grabbed so it. Cool. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I've got an envelope for you, getting fatter and fatter here. Well, okay. <laughs> Take care, you guys. <laughs> and I'll be calling in. You better. You better. Before you go, are He's you still gone. there? Nope. You know how he is. He just runs away. Man, he is. I, he just hits and runs. Uh-huh. I was going to tell him that I have my computer up and running, and I've been making CDs for two days. And computer? I will have envelopes out by the end of the week. Cause I this, had a whole it, bunch of envelopes before my computer went poop. Is this the new computer? Yeah. Hooray! I got it all set up. I got it connected. I got, I got it linked up to everything. No wonder needs. I didn't hear from you this week. You were busy. I was busy. Yeah. And I did stuff, too. 714-545-2071. Now, last night I went to the Spurvax Convention. Uh, we, um... Uh, I saw we had Lil Wolf, got a chance to give a hug to Gloria McMillan, she was part of the cast, and uh, Chuck McCann, and Chuck wanted to know how long do we stay up on the show, so he might call us one night, uh, he's a night owl. And, oh, hooray! Yeah, and for people who want to who who is Chuck McCann, if you, um, people who grew up in New York television remember him, him at the puppet shows he used to do for kids. In New York, a daily puppet show in New York City. Moved to Hollywood and got a voiceover actor. He is, he is Cuckoo, Cuckoo Puff. 
Eat the Bird for the Sugar Puff Cereal commercials. And they current TV shows like Boston Legal and he and Tim Conway the last two years have hit the road together doing a three man show. Wow, so, who's the third person? Uh, so it's a woman. It's a woman who I'm not familiar with. You know, they, I but it, I guess she's a very good impressionist. And you know, it's basically those guys do impressions and. Uh, oh, those those two must they must. Uh, I can't imagine that they can even get out of their dressing room. <laughs> you know, really. I mean, Tim Conway goes into his routine no matter where he is. He can fly to the floor. I'm assuming he can still do that. Yep. And Chuck McCann can find something funny in a piece of paper. That's true. The two of them must be just beside, oh, my gosh, the poor audience. <laughs> so if you want to look at Chuck's site, it's chuckmccann.net. That's Chuck's website, but I wouldn't be... And su- YouTube has some of his puppet shows. Oh, yeah. So that's Chuck. So don't be surprised one night, late in the night, we might get a call from Chuck. But uh, not guarantee that. Now, a week from tonight, we got a brand new interview. Uh, Patricia and I interview um, Jim Jordan's granddaughter, Janice Jordan. Uh, and we're going to fe- run that a week from tonight because that Friday, it would have been Jim's birthday. He would have been 118. So I've been saving it the weekend that we can sort of celebrate her grandfather's birthday. So that is scheduled for that. Um, got a bunch of calls out, booked some new guests for the station, and we can talk about that at the road. But uh, just keep that in mind that a week from tonight, pretty much the top of the show, it runs about an hour and 20 minutes or so. So put that yeah, on She you. was very generous with her time. She was only going to be about half an hour. Yeah. And we just got to talking and kept going. She was a lot of fun, really nice lady, um, and had some great stories. A week from Friday, this, uh, yeah, this coming Friday, you'll hear the interview of Chris and Patty Costello, like John, Larry, and I did. You'll oh, hear hooray! That, oh, that, that's going to be great. 11 o'clock Eastern Time, then Beverly Washburn will join us at midnight Eastern Time, and then circle this on your calendar, if you like accordion music, we got Dick Cantino, uh, the famous accordion player around the country. He is still working today, only 82. Discovered by Horace Height in radio. And he's out the road performing in Chicago and Seattle. So we're waiting for him to get back in town. And so we're going to talk about his days in radio and, and accordion music and things like that on the 23rd of the November, that Friday. And he'll be live. So... There's a couple of things uh, coming up on this calendar, on this station, and a place near you. 714-545-2071. John Roy probably will give us a call to let us know how the convention went today. Um, I just did just the one night, came home, went to bed, and uh, enjoyed a little football, took a nap. I took a nap for both. For you six. took a nap. Yeah. Hmm. I took I took one because I know Patricia wasn't going to take one. And then did some some s word stuff on top of it. Yes. I think I'm going to leave now and just go get a snack and go to bed. If it's okay with you. Whatever Boo Boo wants to do, yeah, I'd be happy you know, with her. You are just too easy. You're too good to me. I have some themes for tonight. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. on top of everything that you said we're going to do, assuming we can do it. Yes. Themes, I have two. One is old-time radio. Who was the most ghoulish, the scariest, and the best evil actor in radio? Who did the really mean parts the best? And second, when you were a kid, did you ever save up to buy something? And what was it? That's good. Did you ever save up to buy something? I know you did. Um, nothing major per se, like a major uh, thing. I would save a small little penny. I like, like a kid, I like buying good old uh, storybook record albums. Ah. So, in other words, you know, Winnie the Pooh and uh-huh. Snoopy and and all those cartoon stuff. You know, it didn't cost a lot, but I would save my pennies and buy stuff like that there. And stuff like that there. Uh-huh. 
when I said, oh, I know you did, I remember your saying at different times that when you first discovered old-time radio, you would save up to buy yeah, true. some of your radio shows, yep. which were so pricey. Well, I, I had... must have listened to them over and over and over again. Well, yeah, and some of those were $7 an album back in the old days of the 70s. And how many were in an album? Two, 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 uh, two half-hour shows. For $7. Well, are you sitting down? I don't want to. You better. All right. I've okay. been I've been known. Oh dear. To spend. Okay, I really wanted to hear it, and there was no other sort to hear it. Um, Dave Golden would uh, had a wonderful radio company called um, Nestle, called the Radio Yesteryear. If it wasn't in a catalog, it was custom made. He charged twelve dollars an hour, and I was very happy to pay hundreds $12 of dollars and. Hour. Yes. And he had stuff nobody else had, but I, I wanted to listen to. So I was I was in the point in my collection that I wanted to hear things I wanted to hear. You know, so I would save my yeah. money. Well, all right. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So I, yeah, That's I, devotion. Yeah. That's devotion to the hobby. So I had no problem saving money to buy 30 to 40 to 50 hours I shot. I sneaked in after everything became, I say everything, yeah. after so many shows, everything. <laughs> Might as well be everything. <laughs> we couldn't spend our, if we put all our lives together, I still wouldn't have enough time to listen to a fraction of what's up there. Mm-hmm. But it was all available mm-hmm. for me when I found everybody like you. Yep. I'm glad you found us. Boy, am I glad I found everybody. I'm glad I found you. Yeah. You're going to let me do Teddy Thurman. Please tell people who Teddy Thurman was. We just lost her a few months I ago. Know. Teddy was the weather person for monitor for five years who had her way of reading the, the weather that people would not forget. They fell in love with her. Yes. They loved her yes. because her voice was so soft and so mm-hmm. sultry. She attracted everybody. She never got the weather right, and it didn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. Say she never got the weather right. That's that's silly. But if she didn't have a correct weather report, she'd make it up. Who's there? Walden is offline, and he is just going along without me. Um, Teddy Thurman was, as Walden said, the weather person on Monitor Radio Show. And um, she just was so wonderful to listen to. She joined us one night for a couple of minutes during an interview. And uh, she did her voice. It's really low and sultry. Sorry about that. I would have reached her call. I yeah, well, that's okay. I knew, I knew when you didn't answer me that you would be back. Yeah, you I'm going to just get on the floor and disconnect the house phone. That way we won't have to hear that anymore. Uh, you poor guy. Walden has had wiring problems today, not the electrical kind, but the connection to the rest of the world via the Internet and phone lines type wiring problems. Yeah. Poor guy. Mom and Dad, monitor went out today, so they decided to borrow mine to see if that monitor was really out for the computer. And it was, but it just sort of... Did a little hiccupy stuff on my computer, so it was a interesting day. Did a day. lot of hiccups. Yeah. A lot of hiccups. So anyway, one night, Walden, she always did this too, background music that fit the mood. It was mood music. Yeah. I think I guess that's the best way to describe it. So Walden is going to find, I'll have to find some. Maybe I'll send it to you. I'll I'll do my own homework. Well, you want me, and, to, you want me to go pull something out tonight? No, no. I have to practice. <laughs> Oh no, this is serious stuff. I have to write a script and practice and everything. Well, then maybe you the weather may, in Atlanta. Maybe you want to pick out the music yourself. That way, you can you can you have the right timing for it. Oh, oh gosh, yes. Oh yeah. The act, did the actors and actresses know what the music was going to be? Of course not. They did it during rehearsal. <laughs> maybe. Silly me. I knew that. Never mind. Well, is, it depends. So anyway, it yeah, depends. You know. Hmm? It depended. 
you know, it's like you had somebody like Russ Tremaine who did 45 shows a week, and then he just run into the studio and they throw him a script. Yeah. Hey, you're, yeah. you're the garbage man on page four and the janitor on page eight. And just go do it cold. And yeah. sometimes the orchestra didn't show up until showtime. That's right. So, cool stuff. Who is there? Oh, we're going to find out. Hello there. You on here? Well, John in Maryland. Hello, John. Well, hello, John in Maryland. How in the world are you? I'm fine. I missed you last week. Yeah, <gasps> I know. Don't admit to it. It's okay. I listened to you, but I I, I couldn't call in. I, I just had, I have been having trouble with my eyes, and I oh, laid yeah. in bed and listened to you. Okay. Is, well, it, be- is, one- it, is it better this week, or you still got some stuff to take care of? Yeah, I, I had uh, laser surgery last week. They gave me 30, 30 bursts of uh, laser okay. in my in my one eye. Okay. And uh, and then I went this past Wednesday, and they they put a dye in my arm. Mm. It photographed the back of my eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that left me without sight for about a whole day. Wow. But, wow. I didn't, didn't, oh didn't feel like calling. I, li- I, don't I listened you. anyway. I don't blame you. You were there. You were there? You, you were always there. give us your ears, John. No matter what's going on, you always give us your ears. And I do appreciate that. I'm serious. That That is really so nice to know that you're out there with us. Yeah, I hardly ever miss. So. I know. And you always call in with great stuff. So I want to know if you, when you were a kid, did you ever save up for anything? Oh, yeah. What did you save the up for? sled once. A sled. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you save enough? We had, a, have we had a sled, but we had to share it. Uh-huh. And it was, the sled was as big as I was. <laughs> and I had a hard time uh, running with it, you know, plopping on the sled. Uh-huh. And it was so heavy. So I, I went in, into where I used to save my money. I didn't have a piggy bank, but I had a drawer that I would put it in. And I saved it up, and I even used one of my silver dollars to get it. You did get wow. it. How much did it cost, John? Four dollars. And what kind did you get? Flexible flyer. Oh, the premium. Yeah, four dollars. Yeah, that was a, and it still is, I guess. They still make them, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. So did, did you buy it in the store, or did they mail order? How, what the, how did you get it? Oh. We didn't have those kind of things. <laughs> I bought it in what we used to call the old five and dime. Uh-huh. What had happened, uh, the town that I live in wasn't very large, but uh, they built a brand new Kresge's department store. I don't know if you remember them. Mm. I know that name, but I don't know why. And what it was, we called that the new five and dime. Uh-huh. We called, we called the other one the old five and dime. <laughs> okay. And it was run by a family. It wasn't really a, a five and dime, but that's what we called it. Sure. Uh-huh. And I went down and I, I bought that sled. Wow. It was more comfortable for me, you know. It was my size sled. Yeah. So yeah. did you live on a hill, John? What did, where were you? Oh, yeah. We we had some good places to sleigh ride. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I can remember one time, it was a freezing rain, and the, the hills were solid ice and you could go for like two miles without you know just riding along holy cow and i can remember the sled in front of me stopped suddenly for some reason mm-hmm. and the sled runner in the back hit me in the eye but it did it just gave me a black eye it didn't mm-hmm. do any damage to my eye but it could have <laughs> did, you know I went to some of the old radio shows, like from the 40s, where they would um, take their sled and anchor it to the back of a car. Oh, yeah, we used to car hopping. I never did that. That could be dangerous, right? Yeah, I, I never did that. Well, there weren't that many cars that drove around. <laughs> in, in the snow, they would drive slow anyway, uh-huh. but I never did that. Patricia, you there? I'm here. Okay, I didn't I'm know. If I, I thought we'd lose I, you. I wasn't too sure. No, um, you didn't. I was making my coffee. Ah. Uh, oh, I cheated. This is going to be, be... We should take a, we should take a bid tonight. 
How many cups of coffee Patricia will go through? Well, I've done too many already. <laughs> I know how many. John, I know why he stopped short. He hit a bare spot in the pavement or a bare spot no, on the it ground. Was, it was a hill, but there, was, there yep. wasn't any ice in that spot, and it stopped. Uh-huh. He hit a bare, and you just brought up the rear. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's fun. I mean, it's amazing that you had any control over this thing on ice. Well, it was hard getting back because you kept falling. <laughs> and you, had, you, you had to walk uphill and you kept falling. Yeah. yeah like uh, Elliot Lewis and Phil Harris when they brought their, their steer or, or piano, they were bringing something home. And Elliot said, well, it was a lot easier when we were going downhill. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what you're talking about. That's really cool. Did, um, did you have to share your sled with anybody? Could I do what? Did you have to share it with anybody? No, I, that was my sled. I bought it with my own money. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. I love it. I love it. You had brothers and sisters? Yeah, I had an older brother and an older sister. I was the baby of the family. Oh, you're the baby. And my uh, cousin's been you, gone many years. Yeah. I, I thought I remember you mentioned son. that. He would have been in his mid-80s. Well, he, yeah, he'd have been about 85 or 86 now. Wow. But he died uh, when he was young. Really? Oh, I'm so sorry. So so the, the, sled, the other sweater was the one that you two shared or the one that really belonged to him? So that way you... you, you yeah, it was it was more his sled, but uh-huh. uh, uh, he didn't bother sleigh riding anymore. He was too big for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody ever gets too big for sleigh riding. <laughs> well, now, let me ask you, both of you being part of weather country, and I'm just, I don't know anything about that kind of you stuff. You don't. You're, you're such a little wimp. I know. But... Yeah. Did ha, did any of you two ever take the the big sled with the horse, you know, the horse drawn night rides? Never. How about, I've how about never you, even seen one. How about you, John? No, uh, no. I wonder what that. I wonder if that's a midwestern thing. It well, it was probably well. My grandfather had a had a horse and wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there weren't that, there weren't very many cars turn of the century. You know, my grandfather had a, in the back of the house, he had a barn and he kept his horse and wagon in there. I'm going to tell you a story about that, but it's a little, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I could tell you about it. Oh, go ahead. Just go for it. We'll, Walton will anyway, cut you off there. Anyway, in the wintertime, when you use your sled, yeah. you, you put, they had to, you could put, uh, take it out in the snow and, uh, there weren't that many. There were very, very few automobiles, and everybody, everybody had a horse or horses. And uh, my father says that during the winter, the streets were yellow, with the horses, frozen <laughs> yellow. Imagine. <laughs> imagine what I'm talking. Uh huh. Of course, of course. The expression is "Don't eat yellow snow." You guys couldn't eat. Or lick yellow ice. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I, I don't remember that. He just he just told me of that, you know. So. That's better than a zamboni to keep the ice slick. <laughs> you remember what President of the United States got got arrested for speeding when he oh, was in the White I, House? You told us that. That's right. Um. It's sort of an interesting question. It wasn't. He got arrested for speeding when he was president of the United States. Was it Cleveland? No, before Cleveland. Hmm. And because he rode his horse too fast. Hmm. I forget. One. And you've told us that. Uh-huh. Too. This is a great one. Okay, what is it? Grant. <gasps> Ulysses. Yes. Unconditional surrender grant. <laughs> That's right. U.S. Grant. That's right. But he, got, yeah. he got arrested for speeding. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. They, they honest to goodness, had laws about, well, I guess they would have to. How, you couldn't go galloping through the center of a little town. You'd kill well, the kids. I mean, 
how do you, how do you, well, uh, Mr. Pudge, you're going 14 miles per, I mean, they didn't have, they didn't have speed, uh, radar guns back in those days, I guess it was. Uh, how could they tell how fast you were going? <laughs> yeah, that's what Walden just yeah, said. Yeah, how do well, you find I out? Think, I, I think it was probably good judgment with a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what did they do to him? Give him a ticket? How, what did, they did. Know. They did. They gave him a ticket. They gave him a ticket. And had it, he had it taken care of, right? Because he was president. Actually, no. The story was the uh, the police officer realized what he did. He went back to the White House. He wanted to tear up the ticket, and Grant refused. He said, "No, I'm I'm in the wrong. I want to make sure I pay I pay the fine." Good for him. Yeah. Well, being being he was president, Grant, it's a runner they didn't get in for drunken driving. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's oh true. my goodness. Oh right. my goodness! And 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 you know that probably was on the books. <laughs> I bet you drunken driving back in those days was probably on the books. Probably, you yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, because he he was known for you know tipping a few. Well, yeah. was it a great story about Lincoln? You know, then um, then then some of the generals want him to remove Grant, even though Grant uh because he had a bit of a drinking problem and. Boy, he said, as long as he keeps winning the battles, I'm just going to stick with Grant. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I remember that. A paraphrase. There's a famous I quote. Yeah. I would bet that there, this is my guess, so I, I, I'll have to go do some homework now, won't I? No, no, I no. should I should stop saying, gosh, I'll bet. Yes. Because then I have to go look. No. Hmm. Well, maybe I won't tell you then. Huh. And then you All got, right, I'll, you better, I'll tell you. You better tell. What we need to do is go recruit some, some uh, extra, extra help. You can pretend you didn't hear me. There you go. My guess is when President Grant was hopping around on his horsey, mm -hmm. they didn't have drunk driving or they, they would have public drunkenness and right. they'd throw you in the tank. But I doubt that there was ever anything on the books and the records. Even when we got into old-time radio, the cops wouldn't do anything except, come on, I'll take you home. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that, John, in some of the old-time radio shows? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cops, in the movies the cops also. would say, come on, and, and the drunk's name was always Mike, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was, so... Well, are you in the mood for a trivia question, especially since I'm getting ready to finish up your envelope? Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now I have to go find them. Wait a minute. I didn't pull them over from last week. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. Oh, do you have, before I even do that, do you have in your head the name of an actor who played the best villain, the best ghoul, just the scariest person in the whole world. Radio actor. Oh, video? Uh, radio. That's, oh, radio. Yeah, just radio. Now, let's see. You had Boris Karloff, and then you had... I don't remember. That would be a well-known person, right? Well, it's up to you. You could take anybody. I mean, I'm really, I'm truly asking. No, that's not. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's not your trivia question. No. I was really. What I was every, asking. Whatever is in your opinion, what was a scary? Yeah, scary I was asking role. for your for your opinion about the the meanest villain in radio. Oh my goodness! Whew. There were so many. I would have to say Boris Karloff. You know. Boris, Boris Karloff, yeah. He, he was good. He was good. I, I really, in fact, I have one of the things I have on my list for tonight is a quote by Boris Karloff, so I was very pleased with that. I'll so you, he did good. I'll tell you the kid what sort of spooked me out, and you don't think of him as a villain, but it's, it, it was his persona. If you remember the early sh sh uh, Shadows, mm -hmm. the white the one with Orson Welles. Orson they, Welles. They had Frank yeah. Reddick do, because uh, Orson could do, not do the laugh. They, uh -huh. they, yeah. they took Frank Reddick's recording. I always thought his laugh at the shadow was very eerie, very spooky. That, that was spooky. You are so right. Yeah. You are so right. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got your question for you. Okay. 
Oh, you're there. Okay. <laughs> I thought you had gone home. Abbott uh, and Costello. What were their first Abbott. names? Abbott and Costello. Uh-huh. What were their first names? Bud and Lou. All right. Right. You know, I mean, you, you say it like, hmm, no problem. But the answers are only easy if you know them. Yes, okay. Yes. Now, as long as I am doing such a fabulous job of getting everybody's CDs finished this week, what would you like me to add to the collection? Oh, my goodness. And I owe you a bunch, too. Let's see. Does anybody know what was Bud big first break in radio was? What radio show that they oh, had a, a, a running oh. role on? I, I, I didn't hear. Whose first break? L Lou and Bud. Ab and Costello. Oh, oh, oh. No, I don't know. Uh, to tie into tonight's sh uh, song. Mm, I don't know. Kate Smith. They had a running role. They were the fe a main feature on the Kate Smith show for in the 30s. She had a lot of people. I don't on remember her. that. Yep, she did. She you know, last, yeah, Patricia, last year I sent you that uh, tape of, of uh, Kate Smith singing that. On uh huh. That, uh, you, you did. Her brother's it, film trailer. Yep, it was. Um, it was a video. Yeah, it was. That was a trailer from a Warner Brothers movie that they showed in there. Yep. Somebody. It Ronald Reagan.